The latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my crazy, wacky, sexual deviant John. It's me. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm, I'm always surprised that I'm still here. You're not. And the way you introduce me just gets worse and worse every time. Oh, you love it. I do. You it's love it, Johnny Hotcakes. Johnny Hotcakes. So tonight we have a very, very interesting guest. He has spoke in great lengths about some kinky shit and, you know, our lovely podcast and all the kinky shit that we like to talk about. Oh, we talk about some kinky shit. We do. We do. So tonight we have Dick Fitzwell. Hello, Mr. Fitzwell. (laughs) I like to call you Dick. (laughs) Go Go right ahead. You know, Ben Garrett because it is and Dick Fitzwell because it does. Exactly. I love it. Um, so tell us all about yourself. Well, I was in the uh, adult entertainment business for about 30 years, give or take, uh, managing strip bars, uh, building sites, doing movies. I've been in front of, behind, behind some of the most beautiful behinds. Uh, in my 30 some odd years and uh, figured well with these podcasts and kind of the new thing going on it'd be an idea to maybe try and get some of the memoirs being as how it's not going to be too much longer before I'm sleeping with the worms and uh, you guys came along and uh, here we are and I am just so anxious to uh, share my loins if you will with uh, <laughs> You shared, you shared your loins with the world for so many years. Why stop now? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one way of putting it. That's for sure. It's kind of like the uh, uh, oh, here we go. It's kind of like the ex-wife. She kept telling me she kept wrecking the car. Insurance was going up, and I told her. I says, "Man, what's going on? You got to." Quit driving the car, man. She says, it's not my fault, man. I keep telling the officers, you guys got to widen the sidewalks. When I blow the horn, the trees got to move. You are something else. So tell us, how did you start in this kinky world of <clears throat> sexual deviance? Well, when uh, I got a bachelor's degree in uh, broadcast journalism and rhetorical communication, and then it was the object of, well, do you stay on the narrow path, the high moral high ground, as Geraldo says, or do you take the dirt road into the sewers of decadence, foulness, and filth? So I opted for the latter and not the former, and here I am. Uh, it was fascinating to see. I was always into the uh, filming the uh, those things that look like tire rims, those 16 millimeters, those silent films, the Swedish erotica with Sika and all those silent films and the uh, going to the adult theater and 
seeing all these curves with their racing forms on their lap and the racing form is moving and the horse race is not. And it, it just kind of uh, fascinated me. They go to the restroom and they would spend a quarter back then. And every one of them, the one thing we were always out of, I got one of my first jobs working at a, a adult parlor and everybody would go for the pussy finder. You want to talk about a sucker bet for 25 cents? All it was was double-sided sticky tape and a mirror they put on their shoe. And they were dropping quarters in that thing to beat all get out. It was incredible. It really was. I, I, I got a, down the street, I got a, a job working uh, in an adult store. And uh, the guy was there and he said, I'm going out for lunch and take care of the inventory. And there's a couple of boxes there. First day there. What the hell? I don't know what to do. So this girl walks in. It's a black girl. Goes right to the boxes and opens them. They're dildos. And she starts rummaging through the things, just looking around, looking around. She pulls one up. She asks me, she says, how much is this white one with cruise control? I looked at her. I said, I don't know, 25 bucks. What do I know? Gives me the money out the door. About 10 minutes later, in comes this white girl. And she's rummaging around, looking around. She pulls out this big black rubber double ender. Says, how much is that? I says, I don't know, 50 bucks. Bang, money down. Oh, boy. And then the love of my life comes in. Six foot two, Motor City Sue comes rolling in. Biker girl, Spikes, Daisy Dukes, Halter Top. I mean, this girl is like, holy crap. And she's looking around, turns the boxes upside down, and she's like out of her mind. She's looking around, looking around. She says, I want that one. And she says, what one? She says, that one that's on the wall next to the stereo. I, said, I guess that's the display model. I don't know. I can't sell that. She says, 100 bucks. I want it now. I looked around and looked at the sheet. I says, okay, but I got to tell you, that's the only style and color it comes. It only comes in plaid. She says, I don't give a shit. Give me that thing. 100 bucks out the door. Boss comes back and he says, what the hell kind of pile of junk you got? Well, all right, what happened? I says, I don't know, man. I'm still traumatized. All I can remember is I sold a white one to a black chick for 25 and I sold a black double ender to a white girl for 50 and I sold the plaid one to the biker chick for 100 And the guy scratches his head, scratches his head. What plaid? He says, the one up there on the shelf next to the stereo. He says, you stupid asshole, you sold my thermos? Oh, funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were going to say a flashlight. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Flashlight? You kidding me? That girl, man, you your keys in a flashlight. Shit, help me find my car keys and we'll drive out of here. Wow. <laughs> wow. Reminds me of a lovely crossdresser that came in one time to my dungeon. She comes in, she's dancing, she's turning around, she's doing all sorts of spins. She does this like crazy thing and does this total like splits right in front of me. She's got a thong mm. on, little bikini, mm. cute little boobies. Mm. And then she's like, you want to know what's inside of me? I said, 
Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) She whips out this long thing straight out of her little asshole. And it's about 16, maybe 18 inches. And it's covered in two or three different condoms with tube socks. And she starts taking it apart and taking it apart, getting all lube all over her hands. And it's a, <laughs> it's a mag light. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's saying, what the hell is this? Thanksgiving dinner? Wow. <laughs> man, that, that is... Jeez, oh man, and she fit all that up her poop shoot, huh? She sure did. Jeez. <laughs> that's that's boy, you talk she was about a girl, man. He's boy, you talk about it. She, she did, she did. It was amazing. Wow. Talk about being anally retentive, huh? Ah, oh, I love it. Chris, my god, that's that's a lot, boy. That's what do they call that. Uh, uh, it's like reminds me not to be insulting or anything, but you got to watch what you say these days because no matter what you say, somebody gets insulted. But that's why we have podcasts. It's just like <laughs> it's just like if you had a, a van full of uh, gay women and a van full of gay men, and they're driving cross country. Who'd get to San Francisco first? Is there a punchline, Dick? Is there a punchline to that? Of course. What's the punchline, Dick? Well, the gay women would get there first because the gay guys are back at home packing their shit. Oh, okay. We're unpacking it. (laughs) Oh, there you are. Yeah, there you are, especially if they had some, uh, especially if they had some chili for dinner. You're right. Lovely. So tell us a sexy story. Let's not talk about chili or shit. And you tell us a sexy story in the porn industry. Educate us some. Well, being as how you guys are in Florida, uh, this is uh, topical. Um, I departed Panama City. And my ultimate destination was Hallandale. I wanted to see the city that my uncle stayed in with his daughter uh, before he passed away. So I just wanted to check out the digs. And of course, I got sidetracked. It's the fun of rolling around in a 21-foot sled where you have the right of way at all times, even down the wrong way of a one-way street. U-turns only in designated areas says who. So Interstate 10 took me to the Florida Turnpike. Now, this is uh, circa 2005. Heading south, extorted tolls, shystered gas. I rolled through Gainesville. Lo and behold, a billboard catches my eyes. Cafe Risque. Yeah. I know that. (laughs) Totally nude, 24-7, next exit. What the hell is a Micanope, Florida? What a pleasant surprise. $7 cover, but that includes the shower. Now, how can you beat that? Because they charge that much on the road at the regular truck stops anyway. Besides, there's not many girls there that are in the guys with 18-wheeler stink, crotch rot, or scratching their hemorrhoids just below the plumber's crack. Sweet Jesus. Well, these showers were... Continue on, Dick. (laughs) And these showers were enormous. 
I mean, these are beautiful sit down or stand up wank friendly for sure. And a separate primping area. Girls could play nude volleyball in here. It was so big. So to the main menu off to the side, we have a mini porno shop. Toys, CDs, DVDs, mags, power tools, and then to the main stage. Now, there's no booze or beer allowed here, but they do have N.A., so I'm drinking Old Duels. Five-star food menu. This five is fantastic. Now, this place operated like Coyote Ugly, for those who are familiar with the movie. Girls dancing across the bar as the customers drooled and tipped nude, except for the pumps. So I stab a chunk of sirloin, harpoon some egg particles, get up a loaded fork, put it up to my pie hole, look up and I freeze. No more than the length of that fork is a scented, neatly trimmed muff staring at me like an open Christmas card. Proper etiquette dictates at least dropping the food into my chute, but I can't close my mouth and chew. While making eye contact, I gaze upon a toned, tight, milf-tight, tanned, and snug, staring down at me, beckoning me to either start chomping or start talking. <laughs> so fumbling about, I find a fiber and stick it in her garter. She's got her legs astride, and I mean astride, wider than the Red Sea in the Ten Commandments. Nary a word spoken. By the time she moved on, the steak and eggs were both cold, like I gave a shit. A diamond mine for recruits, thought I. Do some fetish filming at the hotel, pay them a decent wage, as they solely work for tips, and this could be a habit. Wrong. There were three private rooms, private nude dances, and encounters. Thinking with the proper head, a girl I tried to sneak a business card to made conduct crystal clear. The entire place was monitored. Every room, the shop, where we sat, where we ate, drank, everything. Girl tells me any irregular conducts seen by the brass results in an instant firing. Hands have to always be on the table. No exchanges of anything. No touching, no touching in private rooms, just watching and talking. Can't remember if the guy was able to wank back there, but smart money says probably not. Strict and literal, looky, no touchy. Got chummy with the manager, and I asked why so rigid, way the hell out here in the middle of nowhere, to which he said, zoning, tax base, have to play by their rules. They let us in here. We wanted to go to Gainesville, which they have one in Gainesville now, from what I read. But no way would they let 24-7 nude in a college town. That may have changed, as I said, but this is 20 years ago. We play by their rules, give them a lot of money, donate to everything that they have. And they demanded the cameras in this kind of conduct. They, the townspeople, the city council, did not want the slightest inkling or appearance of prostitution. The cabaret license, he told me, cost him five grand. Over the years, many have closed voluntarily and by court order, being that all-encompassing, as we all know, in the business. Public nuisance. Based in Georgia, they got into care. They're in the Carolinas, Florida. 
And guess what? In Michigan, of all places, you're going to love this. They even got PPP money. Honest, location, location, location. I just wish I was back designing those burlesque style filth clubs when I had my health back in the day. Heading back north now after Hallandale, something cosmic overtook me to park the sled where exiting was easy and I could sleep overnight. What do I see? A bar. And it's open. The sidewalks aren't rolled up. Time for a drink or more. Nondescript, just a hole in the wall bar. Dimly lit, good for hiding my Buddha belly. Have a few cold ones, and I notice something odd. Got about 20 patrons in here, carrying on, shooting pool, pinball darts. You get the idea. Very jovial. Then I notice some are even playing tonsil hockey. Barmaid comes over for a refill, and I opine. Is there a reason I'm the only male in this bar? And she grinned like she just ate a canary and said, this is a woman's bar. We saw your RV out there and figured we'd have a little fun. We closed at midnight, so you have half an hour to drink as many as you can. Next one's on me. I like this town. I think I'll hang around and see what other tourist attractions are about. So I checked in at a motel. Got a great weekly rate back then, 180 bucks for the week. Park the Let's find breakfast. It's 11 a.m. Right on Highway 1, an old-style family home-cooking restaurant. Be still my heart. Giant coffee and styrofoam cups, sausage and eggs on Texas toast, and an outdoor set tea to enjoy the radiance of the sunshine state. This became a ritual. A couple days later, and what a shot I should appear, but a girl on the corner with a fabulous rear. What is going on here? Me being a stranger in a strange land. Good mornings aside, she asks if I'm busy. Replying on getting coffee, which she liked once, she says, no thanks. I alight to my perch, just watching her operate. A hooker? Yes. But something is amiss. She is immaculate. Hair, manny, petty, unscuffed heels, sequin jeans poured on her from guests, I guess. Braless top, tighter than a preacher's dick and a cow's ass. If you build it, they will come. And come they did. On four wheels, two wheels, bicycles with training wheels, even foot patrol. The magic words were spoken, and quick as Usain Bolt, they were on him like animals to the feast. Full military garb. Some dressed in park ranger green, others in full-fledged camo and armed to the teeth. It was the end of the month, hooker sting, and John Rodeo roundup. These guys were enormous, built like cigarette machines with heads on them. And quick as Olympic sprinters, they had to be ex-linebackers from the surrounding colleges. And your humble narrator with a club suite, swilling breakfast, observing every bust, shock and awe, what a way to spend the day. Now, this goon squad were very professional. 
tackling the fleeing felons on the sidewalk, hip-checking them into flower boxes, tossing batons to trip them up on the concrete. No profanity. A minimum of verbal stay down being the command of choice. But the best action transpired once they were handcuffed. You ever see the way baggage handlers load up a cart? These guys took their quarry right by the belt area, right there by the waist. One opened the back door of the squad car and said captain was zinged into the back seat like he was a sack of cornmeal. Told to move over and sit up straight. He was getting company as another one received the same treatment. Six big dudes. Three squad cars, all on a rotating basis. Resembled the second shift at the Chrysler plant. You can't buy this type of entertainment. And to think your bashful storyteller almost succumbed to giving this UC a go himself. It pays to have an unresponsive dick, which is why I am the Ben Carrot with two teeth. Love it. Since I had, since I had a week's stay, this deserved more research. Across the street, still there, was a place called Tark's Seafood, a cantina-type indoor-outdoor fest. Strike up a chat with a scruffy cowboy type and had to bring up the subject. He laughed and said it's a monthly thing to get money into the tills. I offered him my impressions, and he stated the girl and girls are not all undercovers, to my amazement. They're doing community service to work off their county jail time. He says, they talk to the hotties and they ask them if they're game to do it. The department pays for all the cosmetics and clothes to doll them up. For each day on the stroll, they get five days credit off their sentence. Now, if that's not prison reform at its finest, I don't know what is. I'm in a stupor now as we order another round. He says, you see that van over there with the hood up? It's always up because there's a camera attached to it. See that dirt road by the furniture store? Take a walk down there right before sunset and check out the processing center. And they get taken to jail. Here is this 40-foot-long exorcist green blob of a motorhome. Makes mine resemble a VW Beetle. Peeking about computers, monitors, boards, tripods, camera. A rolling porn studio, I think. Not. I go back and see Cowboy the next day and just shake my head. He said half a million dollars for this rig. Money in auctions from drug busts. The business people throw on. After all, they're the ones complaining because hookers on their corners. The business goes down. No tax hikes. And everybody's happy. What an education. Drank like a fish, ate like a pig, and wished I could have stayed there a lot longer. But I had to get in the sled and head back north. So that was my adventure down in southern part of Florida there. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. I'm Fabulous. done. Fabulous. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> Well, that was certainly a treat. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got on a roll. I mean, if you guys was going to interrupt with questions, go ahead. But I was just going. I didn't mean to just <laughs> go, you know, because sometimes I know you like to jump in with a, now what happened here? Now what happened there? So 
But if you want to do that now, that's cool too. But I just, oh, once no, I get rolling, once I get talent, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, it's kind of like the old guy on the corner with the Jack Daniels. As long as you keep feeding him, Jack, he keeps talking. <laughs> it's all good. So you've done, you said you've been in front of them behind the camera. So you've done some porn. When did you get started in porn? What, what year was it? I'll be about 19, about 1980. Yeah, about 1980 or so. Yeah. That's when uh, America, the uh, home video unit, that's another uh, episode there that we could do if you're into it to that. That was when the uh, home video was first licensed to come in after the uh, deregulation and everything. And uh, you're probably familiar, remember anyway, depending on your age or probably things that you might have seen. This is where you got the uh, home entertainment units the video games like Space Invaders, your Ataris, uh, your widescreen TVs, things like that. That first came out around the 80s. And then when I saw, wait a minute, we got cameras here. We have a plug that goes into the camera. We have the camera that connects to the TV. Wait a minute, man. I can make porn with this shit. <laughs> we bet you do. And, uh, <laughs> Kind of, that's kind of how it got started. The ironic thing was that porn may be a, a, a misnomer because uh, the times, the whole time that I was uh, in it, uh, not one of the things that, that we did, I, I guess I'd be proud to say, not one of the things that we did, we never had uh, any fucking or any sucking. It was all fetish, kink, fantasy, uh, role play, uh, those kinds of things. We never did uh, nudity. We had situational as it applied to the topic and the fetish, but we never had any actual sex. And it kind of worked out pretty good because uh, when uh, we had to take uh, a couple of our, shall we say, encounters with those in the camo, uh, we had to have a pretty good story that was believable. And uh, we did. And they said, I don't know, man, we can't bust these guys, man. They ain't fucking nobody. <laughs> so Dick, Dick, what was one of your uh, which one of your kinks which one of your fetishes that you like kind of funny because I get the question a lot and people look at me like oh, maybe you are from Mars around the pipe uh, because when you're doing it paid by somebody else doing it yourself making a site things of that nature you can't really enjoy it uh because it's a job it's a job the people that are doing it the people that are into it having fun or like it meets or munches or like you've got your parties at your dungeon, whatever the case may be. Everybody has that and it's fun and you pair up, maybe find a partner for a night or a week or get a relationship going, whatever. That's great. But when you're actually doing this and you're going to sell content, you're bread and butter and got models and people depending on you and, and sites and on location and got to get this prop and this set up and that set up. Uh, you, you really, you really can't uh, enjoy it. But uh, if I had to, to uh, boil it down, 
personally, my favorite is uh, I love the uh, uh, peaking upskirts and uh, facial therapies. And I love the role play with the uh, facial therapy. Um, I could have uh, uh, crotches and bottoms with or without panties on my on my face, like until I get called to wherever it is they're going to condemn me to, and I expire with breath. I mean, to me, it's uh, there's nothing more amazing than a bottom that that fits so snug and so tight and perfectly that. You can't hear the doorbell when the pizza arrives. It just fits so good that all of a sudden people talk Haley's Comet every 76 years and this planet aligned here and we're going to get a red flare and this, that, and the other. There's nothing like a total eclipse of darkness. And the only way you can breathe is you got to poke out your red yazik a mile and a half just to get a breath. And when you do that, you drive her to the point of total madness. And, and that, to me, I think is, is a good thing to do. What do you think was one of your more popular fetish videos? Was there a specific that people really preferred? Um. What the hell was the title of it? I can't remember. I've got a couple of uh, little samples rolling around. Not anything. Again, it was amateur. And back then, amateur meant amateur. Sure. As long as there was an image. Camera on the tripod. Get as much as you can in the action. Roll them and go. That, that was the advantage of your, that you had your, your uh, uh, basically your home porn. They got to amateur porn, then it got to internet porn, and all it was was just one to the other to the other, and it was the same stuff you shoot once and you market it three different times to just keep making money until the quality gets so bad you can't even see an image. But uh, <laughs> favorite, favorite probably. <laughs> we let me think. Boy, you ask such difficult questions because. <laughs> seriously because i no no it's, it's good it's good because i have to find my brain cells and try to summon them and sometimes they take off and don't even send me an email uh i'm on big carrot probably <laughs> probably the the funniest the the best one i i gotta say i liked was uh we went to uh bizarre we got called to a bizarre video in brooklyn it's been a weekend there. And uh, we were doing a, a gym workout type thing, very common. And some weird things just happened. These are, God, I'm giving, God, I'm giving away future episodes, for Christ's sakes. I mean, these things here, oh, my God, what am I doing? But that's okay. Um, we had one where... I'm in the gym, the, the typical male chauvinist pig. And I'm working out on this heavy bag. I'm hitting this thing. I'm not hitting it very hard. But I must have hit it just right towards the top. And this was totally unplanned. I hit it perfectly right at the top. The damn chain snapped off and the bag fell down. 
Well, they love that. <laughs> so the girls come in and they start doing their thing on the rowboat machine and the dipsy and the treadmill, yada, yada. So I act like an idiot. And then they do their domination, smothering, wrestling, scissoring thing. And there's like three of them. So they got me down there. And this one girl that was with us, we, we call her Limburger Liz. Because for some reason, no matter what, she had a good, ample, supple, round bottom. But for some reason, man, no matter what, she always had butt cheese in there. Now, I don't know what the hell if she's got a contract with some dairy farm up in Wisconsin or something. I don't know. She always had butt cheese. So she's sitting on my face. And this other girl that was with us, her name was the weasel. There was, there was a set of golf clubs, again, for props that were just laying in the corner for no reason. She goes and pulls out one of the big sticks. And I don't know what prompt. I mean, we were all a little bit of a buzz out of drunk. You know? And she took that thing and she whacked me right in the gurn. Man, she hit me right in the jolly jollies. And then she looks at me real innocent and says, oh, am I driving? And again, that was just right off the top of the head. No, it was just, it, it's, a, it's a good thing that Liz was on my face because I was laughing so damn hard or ruined the whole damn movie. So luckily her big ass was on my face. It kind of choked me in there so I could laugh right into her ass crack. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah she hit me right in the cajoolies with that, with that driver. But I don't know if it was a... Uh, Callaway or uh, 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 titanium or what the hell it was, but all I know is that it hurt. Uh, wow. And and the other girl went, and she was supposed to come in as a late arrival, and they had another camera on her. She was in the bathroom, and she was supposed to shave herself. I should petite girl maybe 100 510 so she gets up on the the sink the regular sink in the bathroom she gets up on there and she's doing her thing with the shaving cream and the razor the damn sink gives away from the wall and she ends up right on her ass and the sink just shatters just falls right down on her head that sink just pulled away from the wall there's porcelain all over the damn place so she's flat on her ass oh we thought that was enjoyable so i guess the so I guess that was kind of the, the might not have been the quote unquote best one, but sure to hell was the one I remember the most. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Dick. Until then, Dick Fitzwell says, great. He loved it. It was super. <laughs> Dick Fitzwell. <laughs> yes. Has had, has experienced a lot of fantasies. Very much so. Made a lot of realities come. And for all of you out there, continue to make all of your fantasies realities. <laughs>